Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, good again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing What's me, bro. good with you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. Total Generous Podcast brought to you by Resilient Real Estate, episode two on the week. We just got done with our college football, NFL, everything you need to know on episode one, so tune into that. We had a loaded UFC card. We were all fired up about me and Kate Morgan were on here last week talking about it, breaking it down. I know B was excited for it. We talked about that pre-show. Um, Usman Covington, what have we been waiting for? What did we get out of this? Like, I'll just say it. I mean, we were absolutely blessed with two back-to-back massive pay-per-view cards. I mean, this is rarely, rarely happens where you have two back-to-back cards that are pay-per-view with this. I mean, we had four title fights, like huge names up and down, big-time contenders. So, I mean, just really blessed by the UFC that we were able to get these fights. So, really excited about that. But as far as the fight itself goes, um, I thought it was a good fight, you know? Um I know a lot of people think it was a lot more one-sided than I do. I thought it was pretty evenly matched. I mean, the first two rounds went to Usman, no problem. Like, definitely. Second round, arguable 10-8. I don't agree. But it was a good fight. And I think Covington came back with the next two. And then I think Usman um, had some cleaner shots in the fifth round. So I think he got it done, ultimately. But as far as the fight itself goes, for me, I think uh, I thought Covington looked way more timid than he did in the first fight. I thought Covington in the first fight came out and definitely was able to, you know, open it up. And this one in the first two rounds, he was way more timid. I don't know if that was part of his game plan to potentially think he had the cardio advantage later in the fight, which kind of, you know, made a little bit of sense because he did win the next two, in my opinion. But um, I think overall, I think Usman, I mean, I talked to CY about it. I don't think Usman looked as dominant as before. But again, we talked about it. I think Covington's probably his toughest fight. Um, But the fight itself, I mean... Did it live up to expectations for me? Yeah, I'd say so, because I still thought it was very competitive. So B, what do you think? Uh, one of the biggest fights I was, I was looking forward to because the first time these guys fought, I thought it was one of the few times you could see Usman get in trouble. Yeah. Um, that second round, I'm, I'm not even a, a Covington fan. Yeah. Um, I am now. In the second round, he got fucking wobble-bobbled. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Smacked up. Most dudes are going to sleep. He recovered. He shot a takedown. Usman stuffed it. They kind of rested there for a minute. He survived the round and then came out in the third rounds, whether you, you know you thought he won him, or, won him or not. He was very competitive, was landing nice shots, and made the fight really interesting towards mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. I love this fight, but, you know, Usman, Kamara Usman is pound for pound. My number one. He he deserves the credit. He deserves it, and for a you know the first fight you could say was this t- was a tough fight and maybe an early stoppage and other things. He had controversy and there's hate and there's drama, mm-hmm. and so to go through it all again and then when I I would say four rounds, um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I thought you know one was really close too, but I would say four rounds. Yeah, it's close. Dominant. Yeah, he has only gotten better. He, but my thing is, this is the UFC. He wanted to go out there and bang with Covington tight, he, but he didn't have to. There, I mean, there's parts of Usman's game that he's just so much better at you, 
and pushing you against the cage, making it boring, and doing other things he could have done, but he gave us a show and wanted to prove that he can outstrike anybody else. Mm-hmm. I love it. It was a great fight. And that's why Usman is such a dominant champion at this point because he he dictates where the fight goes, I think, exactly. in a lot of ways, right? I mean, you could argue if, whether or not Covington did get him down that one time, but at the end of the day, he stuffed the other six. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he did dictate if, that fight if to Daniel, stay on the Daniel Cormier says it's a takedown, I'm going to go with it. It was a takedown. He I'm going to go with down. it's a takedown. He got him down, yeah. And like I said, it's no disrespect to Usman, but I mean, the guy, like I said, he completely decides where fights go. You know what I mean? He wanted to bang with Gilbert Burns. He didn't want to go around. He knocked him out. You know what I mean? He decided against Tyron Woodley, hey, I have a better chance on the ground, and he just wrestled, banged him for the entire five rounds. You yeah. know what I mean? He's that champion, 100%. He, then, there's a reason why he's the yeah, pound Yeah, and he pound beat guy. Masvidal boringly, and then he goes and knocks his fucking and then he jaw said, fuck off. it. Yeah. So, I mean, Usman's definitely that guy that has the mindset, the will, and uh, he's proving it because, again, I, I said it before, I think Covington's the only guy or the guy that was going to give him the best chance in this division right now, and he's taking care of him twice now. So, see why? Yeah, I've been on Usman. I've been on him heavy. Um, I think I was a little surprised that Covington didn't push the pace more, as you mentioned. Yeah. The frequency, you know, the... Well, he's usually such a high-volume guy yeah, in those first volume. two rounds. He was very... And I think that was a credit to, I think, Usman's power that he, yeah, no, he, he respected. Yeah, no, he definitely respected that power, was a little bit timid of it. Like he didn't want to open himself up to anything big yeah. early on. And I he think. almost did. Yeah. Second round, got, got mopped. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys mentioned it. There's nothing else I can really say. It just Usman's pound for pound that guy, and he's going. He's not going for having the belt and defending it. He's going for GSP's streaks. He's going for John Jones. Like he wants to be the best ever, and he's on track to do so. I mean, it, why can't he be the best ever? I mean, it's hard because, like I said, I, without Usman. I think Covington's the guy in this division. I really do. I think Covington beats Masvidal. I think he beats Burns. I think he beats Wonderboy. You know what I mean? Like, I think Covington's that other guy. So what? What in the division? Like, what? What's going to challenge? What's him? next for Usman? Yeah. Well, he needs to beat. In my opinion, I think he needs to beat Luke. I think Luke is the only guy left at this point. You know, Wonderboy just I lost mean, to Burns. I mean, you can give him Burns again, but... You're going to give him Leon again, too? Yeah, you're going to give him Leon again. He already beat Leon. So if, I mean, unless he just goes and takes an L to Masvidal, which I don't envision, but... You know, who knows? It's you know, There's a puncher's chance in any fight, of course. Yeah. You know, so... Um, but yes, if Leon beats Masvidal, you give him Leon. And then I think if Luke beats whoever he beats, then you give him him after that. Once he clears out the division, that'll be twice for him. Then, then it gets tough. As far as like, what's the next fight? You know, yeah. then you give him Shemaev. You give him Kumshot Shemaev. Which, you know, which could be insane. I mean, if he's on this streak that he's doing. Yeah. Who do you? Yeah. I mean, that's another time for another topic, but. But it, it's a it's a legitimate topic because we're at the point where he has beaten, as you said, Masvidal twice, Covington twice, Burns, Leon, like. All the top Woodley. guys are done. Yeah, like they're he's beaten Dos Anjos, like. So Luke. We we need give, new blood. Give him Luke. You got to give him new blood. You got to give him Luke. You got to give him, you know, come shot, and then you got to give him uh, Chiesa. You know, when yeah. Chiesa comes around, Chiesa had a come shot. Well, come, come shot. You know, I mean, <laughs> come shot. that's just his name. In the fucking <laughs> that's just his name. And give Colby Covington his credit, man. I mean, the he, guy's creative as fuck. 
he's he's done a great job of marketing himself, fights, everything he's done. He's created the persona. Um, at the end of the day, he's a fantastic fighter. I like watching him fight. But as far as like the persona, you know, I mean, he did give credit to Usman at the end of the fight and said, you know, nice fight, great job. Um, that kind of makes him look like a bitch to me. Okay. Like where he's like, it's all love. Like that means you're just all show, bro. Like you truly don't believe you're better than him, in my mind. No, well, after the fight, he did talk more shit in the presser, though. Did you see? Just the first show. No. Just, now I believe it's all show. How he tried to whisper in his ear, like. No, but I think I I think it's more of a. Uh, I still think they dislike each other. I don't think they like each other at all. But I think to what Usman said makes a lot of sense. It's like you know what, the two of us have shared ten rounds in the octagon together at this point, and. It was by far the, the most he's been pushed in those 10 rounds. You know what I mean? For both guys. Yeah. I think there's a very mutual respect in that aspect. But I think as far as... I still think they dislike each other. What's next for Covington? Masvidal will lose to Leon and then Covington and Masvidal will fight. Why? Why is Masvidal still fighting these fucking big time? What the fuck? Go away, Masvidal. Like, you don't deserve these fights. La- but last year, he loved them. He was trending. I never loved that motherfucker. Street Jesus? Fuck him. Street Judas. Judas. Street Judas. And we got to give credit to uh, Covington. I told CY this the other day. Like, he's got some, you know, not so great nicknames for some people. But Cumshot Shemaev, Street Judas, <laughs> and Usman, the CEO of EPO. Those are fucking fantastic. What was the other one he had for <laughs> Usman? Uh, Marty Fake Newsman. Marty Fake Newsman. Yeah, that one's okay. It's that one's long. good. It's a little okay, yeah. Because he's fake news. And then uh, yeah. Ty Quill, Woodley. Because he's, he's boring. So he's going you know, to fall asleep. He's got some good ones. He's got some ones that don't admit. But the cum shot Shemayev all week was flawless. That was great. <laughs> that was flawless. But yeah, what's next for Covington? I mean, I don't know. It's tough because once you've lost twice to the champion, it's hard to kind of get back You to become that. the gatekeeper at, at in a lot of ways, yes. At this yes. point, yeah. In a lot of ways, yes. Like, you can't go fight Usman unless you fight Covington. Yes. That's how I feel. The, and the only way that he gets – and, like, I told CY, I said, honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Covington goes to, like, a Bellator after this. Like, I don't want that to happen because I like Covington, but it's like once you've lost the champ twice, it's like, I mean, do we, do we think you're going to beat him ever? Maybe prob- – probably not, unfortunately. Probably, probably you know not. what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's had he has your number. Like, it's almost time to move on. And, like, and it's hard to say, but it's like I think those two guys, it's one, two – and then a whole lot of the rest. So, I mean, that's why I think the welterweight division needs some new blood to kind of see who's going to push Usman. So, maybe it's Cumshot. Maybe it's Luke Kiesa. I don't know. Like I just like saying Cumshot. Uh, <laughs> any any uh, any weight to the whole Canelo-Usman thing? Stop. I don't even want to talk I'm, about it. It's not worth my fucking breath. McGregor ruined every ounce of yeah. boxing to... Jake, you know, I can't deal with any boxing talk for UFC fighters anymore. Don't don't mention it. Okay. Like, wow. ever. Wow. Okay. I'd rather watch Frank Gore fight Darren Williams, which is <laughs> happening. That, which is happening it in is, 2021. Is happening. That's, that's absurd to think about. Um, anything else on this fight moving forward, guys? No, it's we've been looking for it for a long time. and glad it happened and went the distance. 3-2 three, three, or 4-1? I think that's the only controversy at this point. What do you think? Rounds. I'll stick with it 4 1. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tomato, tomato. Yeah. I think it was either or. So yeah. who cares? All right. The other title shot that we had, we had the strawweight women's title. We had Rose, Nama Yunus, Doug Rose fighting Wei Li, Zhang. Um, split decision. 
very, very interesting fight. Like, to be honest with you, a lot of rounds could have gone either way. Yeah. I think in in a lot of ways, I'll be honest, I thought it was 3-2 Zhang, Wei Li. It's fair. Um, so, I mean, and that, t- that told by the judges' scorecards. The fact that one had it her, the other had it exactly the same way the other way. And then one judge had it 49-46, which I thought was very interesting. But um, what did you guys think about the fight? I thought, you know, I test... Doug Rose had won. Okay. Um, she was... She definitely had the most dominant round, round five. Yeah. And, like, to see why he says it a lot of times, you do have to take the belt away from the champion. Because I thought Wei Li had the that. first three, and I thought Rose mm-hmm. had the last two. If so, you, in, in that in that regard, then, therefore, yes, I guess you could say Rose should have won the see, fight. See, I thought, I thought Rose had round two, which was my difference. Okay. Um, you know, striking was pretty even, and then... You know, Rose impressed me by realizing that she is better on the ground she was. than Zhang is. Mm-hmm. And she went to it, and that's when she had her dominant rounds. And I love that. Middle middle of the fight, you're like, I'm going to keep the distance, shoot in, shoot out, striking-wise, and then switch up your whole game plan in the middle of the fight because you realize you're better at something. Yeah, fight And I loved it. And you do not take the title away in that kind of fight. I love the split decision, Thug. I, I agree. I mean, I, you can't take the belt away from her based on what we saw. I was a little disappointed in Wei Ling. Well, like, I thought we were going to get more out of her. I thought she was going to come out fucking throwing blows. I thought, I kind of, th- I get what you're saying. I think uh, we thought she would have more of a striking advantage. Yeah, I thought so too. And, and she wrestled a lot more, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's not really her game. I, I guess it is, but... We thought she had that knockout power at any time. And she's she just, done it. She's done it. She's, she's not done it, Jessica yeah. Andrade. I mean, that's a tough girl. But um, I think definitely the physicality of, you know, Wei Lee was there. But I think the technicality of Rose, I think, kind of rang true a little bit more, to be honest with you. I mean, Wei Lee physically, I mean, we were talking about it. She's got traps up to her fucking ears. The Rose girl is way, way stronger. Way Lee is fucking jacked. Rose is fucking really technical. Yeah, she's super technical. And she impressed me in this fight because she's a middle midget. At the end of the day, she's a middle super midget. Super mental. I'm the best. 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 You like that? I fucking hate that. It's fucking I'm stupid. I'm not a fan either. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I am. I'm just, I, I'm like, just asking. You know what? Honestly, if that's like her thing in her head, maybe Usman does that. Maybe a lot of them do it. But the fact that she like... And it's a thing now. It just kind of is. It's cringy. Jeez. I mean, I always believe in the it's, mindset. It's cringy. Like, yes, the mindset, a hundred percent. Especially a fight. But her, if you think you're better, you're you have a better chance of winning. But her, I really believe her that. Her history but, has shown how she's middle midget. Oh yeah. But oh yeah. No, saying it out loud, it, but it bothers me. I'm just asking. It's just cringy. Take yeah. that out. Take it out. <laughs> she looked good in this fight. She, she did. She, give her the credit. Yes, she came to fight and uh, she looked prepared. She uh-huh. looked. She had a game plan. She stuck to it. She adjusted when she needed to do. Credit to Thug Rose. I mean, I'm not a. I was a huge fan. I'm not really a huge fan anymore. But good for her. You're not a fan anymore. It made me yeah. a bigger fan, actually. Uh, I. You know what's funny? For me, she actually impressed me in yeah. this fight. No, she did. Like as a fighter, for me, I actually gained more stock in Rose. No, I'm. I'm with you on that. I haven't really been a fan since she lost the belt. When she, she got head slammed by Andrade. Yeah, and she says I wasn't really mentally prepared to 
defending. Well, it's it's a lot of things. You know, it's the inactivity for her. It's the you know, it's you know, issue date Pat Barry thing. It, there's a lot. I, I like her. it. Yeah, Don't get, I like her. Like I'm a fan of Thug. Yeah. Do I love her? And do I trust her that she's going to be there mentally all the time? No. I almost think she's she's hard to bet for the for those reasons. That, that you just that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So. I don't know. Good, good win. Impressive. Yeah. For me, yeah. I, I think as far as the fight itself, I think she gained some stock for me. But to your point, like I said, mentally, she does still worry me. But good fight. Um, let's talk about the fight that kicked off the card that should have been in the third spot. Holy fuck. Elevation fight team, Trevor Whitman. I mean, he had Usman, Rose, and then he ends it off with Gaethje right here. Or leads it off with Gaethje, I should say. Um, and him and Chandler go to war for three rounds. I mean, we're talking about a fight that... Already is getting headlines for fight of the year. I mean, I don't know if, off the top of my head. I don't know if there's a fight that could top it, but this fight was an absolute war. And I mean, I think the biggest shock is the fact that it actually went to decision. I'll start because I was very critical of uh, Gaethje. I really don't like either of these guys. Michigan, Michigan State. Give credit to fucking. <laughs> yeah. Give credit to Gaethje. I mean, he was the better fighter here. Um, Respect to both fucking guys, though. Gaethje said in his post-fight interview, we were born in the wrong times. We were supposed to be gladiators fighting each other in the Roman Empire. Yeah, to the death, yeah. To the death. Um, Gaethje jumps in Chandler's um, ambulance ambulance after the fight. These guys are blue bloods. These guys are UFC fighters to their core. They don't give a fuck about the spotlight. They don't care about the money. These guys like to fight, and when that is the case in a fight, there's nothing you can do but respect the guys. Um, Chandler was a dumbass in this fight. <laughs> the he, third round. Yeah, like he was just sticking his face out, like hit me, like, what are you doing, dude? Like He could have won it. Yeah, to your point, he he had a chance to win in that third round. He wasn't. He wasn't. It was kind of split 1-1. One, one. Gaethje was a better fighter. Like You can see that through the whole fight. He was a better striker. They're going to strike the whole fight. Mm-hmm. Gaethje was far superior in that sense. Chandler was just tough. Chandler was just very tough, and that's why he hung in there. Credit to Gaethje. B is shaking his head. What's going on, B? Um, respect. Yeah. No, you give it to him. You give it all to him. I have a lot of respect for both fighters. I also lost some respect for Chandler. Oh wow. Um, I think. Chandler is bigger, faster, stronger, and more technical of a fighter than Gaethje will ever be. And in that first round, he played right into Gaethje's hand and gave this a spectacle. Of course, you have to respect what they gave us. But at the same time, if Chandler had a real game plan, instead of trying to win fight of the year and raise his stock in the UFC and and do things, I think he could have dominated Justin Gaethje. Wow. I don't think so. He was outstriking him in the first. He also could have put him on his back easily in that fight. He wasted a lot of energy in the first round doing things, falling right into Gaethje's plan where Gaethje's like, fuck yeah, let's let's throw him. And he's throwing haymakers two minutes in, exhausting energy. True. He was dominating True. for you know two and a half minutes of that fight. And if he had played and had a real game plan in this fight, I think he could have won the first round. Um, I'm obviously not a Gaethje fan, but uh, I just don't like Chandler for that. I love what they gave us, and it was good for the sport, and it's good for both of them and the stock of the UFC. 
But Chandler could have won this fight in the first round, and I'll stick to that forever. I, I'm, um, not, I'm not on that. Um, for me, it was obviously just a phenomenal fight. Uh, for me, I think the things that honestly won the fight was, one, Gaethje's chin just held up. Right. Like, and That's where, where, like, Chandler also had a good chin to get him to the end of the fight, but it also affected, like, the power punches from Gaethje to Chandler affected Chandler moving forward, I think. Gaethje's uppercut? Yeah, from Ga- hell. Gaethje's uppercut from hell. Yeah. Like, Chandler's second round was getting beat up. Like, he was getting fucking kind of beat up in that fight. Because I think, to your point, like, he was going for the kill with these haymakers in the first round. I think he kind of gassed a little bit. He, like, he was fucking tired. He, he gassed I think he was going first, for the kill, yeah. But if he was a little bit more of a technical striker in that first, yeah. he had him pinned, and he had him rocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had him rocked, for sure. And then in the second round, of course, Gaethje fucking massively yeah. destroyed him. And like, th- the second round wasn't close. And I think I honestly do need to give a little bit more credit to Gaethje in this fight, because... We look at his last couple fights. You know, he has somewhat of a winning streak when he beat James Vick, uh, Cerrone, Tony Ferguson, and then the Khabib fight where, like, you could say the Ferguson was kind of like the coming out party where, like, that was his first huge, huge win where... Just beat him up. He beat him up. And I think a lot of us were saying, like, oh, this was Tony's downfall, which it is. It is. It It really is. But what I will say is that... No, I'm not. But what I will say is that... Like Tony to himself is a very good striker, and I think in that fight, looking back on it, I actually think Gaethje was more technical in that fight than him too, which I, is kind of crazy because I think I think Gaethje was very technical we, in this fight. We can't fight. play that job. game. We can't play this game of Gaethje picked apart Chandler, so now it makes that Ferguson fight look better. Because no, I'm, what I'm saying is that he has been that guy. Like he's been technical this from from that fight on. And I didn't give him credit for that going into this fight, is what I'm saying. Because I think he was better on the feet as far as, like, a technical striker in this fight. My opinion hasn't fucking changed on both guys. That's Mi- where I'm at. Michigan, Michigan State. You know, you know what it is, too? Yes. Where I thought, what, what, all, what also impressed me about Gaethje that I didn't give him credit for is Chandler didn't get the takedown. He tried. He went for it a couple times. And, yeah, maybe if he had the gas tank for it in the first round, he might have had a better chance. But when, when Chandler tried to get the fight to the ground, he couldn't. Gaethje stuffed every takedown. So I'm going to, you know what? And we've talked about uh, Gaethje's wrestling. And he, it's not offensive wrestling. It's just defensive wrestling from not getting taken down. It's which obviously actually, not offensive fucking wrestling. No, he doesn't offensive wrestle at all. But to to his credit, you have to give him credit. See why that he stuffed every takedown that Chandler threw at him. And Chandler's an elite, elite wrestler. All-American out of Missouri. He just... Yeah, but I mean... Like I said, no matter what either of them did, doesn't really change my opinion. Like, if you put Gaethje in the ring with Oliveira or fucking Poirier right now, there's so, no choice. So let's just let's just go into it. Gaethje in the press conferences was very vocal and said, "If I win this fight and I don't get a title shot, we'll riot. Like him and his team will riot." That's did, fair. Did he do enough to deserve a title shot? Yeah, of course he did. Okay, what do you think it would be? I mean, who, but who else deserves it if it's not him? They, I mean, there's, there's a plenty lot of guys. There's plenty the of light heavyweight division yeah. is stacked. But 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 who deserves it ahead of Gaethje based on his track record? Honestly, I don't think anyone does at this point. Exactly. It's, personally, I think there still needs to be more fights to have. Who would be? I really do. I think there's another round of fights. I think so that, too. I really do. Division. Because I mean, we get this. Uh, we get Poirier Oliver next month, mm-hmm. and there's there's some guys on that list that. Or one fight away, and they need that. But then you're like, what? What are you gonna do if 
of Oliveira loses. You're going to run it back. So it's like it's a tough kind of go for that. I division. would almost argue that I think Gaethje fights Poirier regardless of the title shot. Because if, fair. if Poirier wins, they're going to make the rematch and say that that's a big fight because Poirier knocked out Gaethje. So that'll be a big revenge fight for Gaethje, and it's also a yeah. fight that deserves. But if Gaethje loses, then they're the number one contenders refighting for the title. Well, who are we going to give the, um, what's his name? Oliveira? Just, no, that just beat uh, Dan Hooker. Oh, Makachev? Who are we going to give Makachev? I think CY said it the other day, uh, Daryush. Daryush, yeah. I like Daryush, or I like See, Daryush Gaethje. I like that too. Or Daryush Chandler, who's been very vocal, saying that he's not Khabib. Because he said yeah. at the press conference, he's like, yeah, he's good, but he's, he's no Khabib. I mean, Chandler has lost two in a row. Yes. He needs is to, he, to, he needs does to he, step away. Does he still have... fight for a while. He got fucked yeah. up. In does the, he yeah, still have that name and talent where if we give him Daryush... Because the next fight Daryush has has to be like the win. He wins, he fights number for one, a title. It's a number one contender. So yeah. is Chandler enough now still? No. For Daryush, no. So give but him Gaethje now, then. But I think Makashev or Gaethje is. Okay, so if, say you just skip... But that's the problem. Is you give Makashev and Daryush each other, let Gaethje fight, and then... Maybe. That winner right there? Maybe. This division fucks, likes to fuck around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a tough one. I mean, from what we saw from Makashev, I mean, the way he beat Dan Hooker, it's like, how can you deny him from getting a number one contender shot next, you know? No, he needs one. Yeah. And, he and I was, I was and, really and Dar down. And Daryush deserves one, too. I was really down on Makachev, too. <laughs> but I think Daryush deserves, I think, Gaethje first. If that's, like, the so, number one so contender you don't, fight. So you don't think Gaethje should get the title shot right away? No, because I think Dustin's going to go in there and fucking win and run it back in May. Oh, with Oliveira. I think Dustin wins and they run it back in May. Yeah, and we talked about that last week. And then like, that will help is all of solve the problem. Deserving of a rematch right away. You know, yes. it's, it's always I, hard. I'm one fight away from fucking make my prediction of who's going to have the belt at the end of this year. And the funny thing is no one said Poirier. I know. That's the crazier you, part. Well, who did you say, Connor? Yeah. Who would you say, B? He said Dan Hooker. I said Dan Hooker. <laughs> and he, I mean, yeah. So I have his, a chance. I got one got fight left. fucking embarrassed. I got one fight left and I'm fucking in it. But, I mean, regardless, we have to give respect to both guys. I know you hate both of them, but, I mean, it was a fantastic fight. Whether or not you think they're good fighters. Good fight. No, good fight. It was a great fight. Good fight. Fight, fight of the year so far for me. Fair. And, and possibly top 10 potential. Good fight. I'd have to rewatch. I, yeah. I always love rewatching those fights. Yeah. You go No, you go rewatch it on YouTube right now, you're going to have fucking chills on your arms. All right. Let's get into a couple of the other two fights that happened on the main card. Shane Burgos and Billy Quarantillo was an absolute war. Good fucking fight, man. Like, absolute war. And I even said it after it happened. I said, this fight was arguably better than the Gaethje Chandler fight, in my opinion. Like, you talk about, I mean, it didn't have the power yeah. or the names, but as far as the volume of strikes that were happening, this fight was fucking awesome. I mean, over 430 strikes landed in this fight. Almost 450. I mean, this fight was fucking fireworks. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, spoke volumes to to Burgos um, because he was getting pieced apart for like three minutes. I'm like, damn. The first Bill, round was all Billy, Billy Q. Billy Billy knows what he's doing. Like mm -hmm. real technical striker, looks yeah. way better. And then Burgos landed a few shots, got him rattled, and they and they, you know, credit to Billy. Tough as shit. He's tough. He tough he started getting his ass shit. beat. He got his ass beat for two rounds after that. Yeah, and stood in there. I thought for sure he's going to sleep. I said in 
probably like a minute into the second, I said he's going to bed. Mm -hmm. He did not. Yeah. So credit to both guys, really. And I, and I think this fight, there's a couple things. One, Burgos's fight IQ was awesome. I mean, we watched him fight the Barboza fight. He, you know, he got knocked out, but he hung in there with Barboza's everything. And this showed, you know, that he is a superior ranked guy in the division, which was good to see because I do think he's a good fighter. And his fight IQ with just chopping down Billy Q's legs. You know what I mean? Like you said, he was getting pieced up, but he was continuing to go after his left calf, continuing to go after that left calf until that third round where he could damn near barely walk on that thing. I mean, what a fight. Um, and I think this speaks volumes to the division as well. Billy Quarantillo, a guy that's not ranked, but is going to give anybody 15 minutes of hell in that, in that, in that, in that cage. So um, hats off to him. I mean, a big dog that I really liked in that fight to definitely potentially get a win. Um, but fucking great fight see why anything down on it no i mean it was a good fight i think one was the more talented guy yeah and billy q just was a guy who's going to be like you said you don't want to get in the ring with them because you know you're going to be 15 minutes of fucking absolute anarchy and he's going to put volume on you he's not going to stop his talent's not the greatest but the kid's tough and he showed a lot of heart in this fight I took Billy Q as a, you know, as a dog, just to hope he pulled one out, and that's what you want to have a dog. It's a guy, a lot of heart that puts a lot of volume on guys. Yeah, I was really excited about that fight and what we saw. But let's get into the last one, um, the fight right before the uh, title fights. You had Frankie Edgar and Marlon Vera. This was an interesting one, as we all know. I'm a huge Frankie Edgar fan here. Um, for me, just watching the fight. Uh, like I said, it's, it's always hard to watch Frankie fight in his 40s now, um, especially against these young up-and-comers that can definitely bang. Um, Frankie obviously gets knocked out late into the third round. But as I was telling CY, it was very interesting because to me watching the fight, and again, a little biased, but I think a lot of people had it scored two rounds zero for Edgar going into that third round. I didn't even think that was close. That was a lock. Yeah. So, I mean, if he holds on for that extra minute and 10 seconds... That were left wins in that two, fight, he probably one. wins two one, which yeah. is, which is crazy. I mean, I don't know. I I don't have I was, much on this. I was fight watching. Now. I was watching the fight with Evan, and he said something. He goes, "You know, it's this is tough to watch because if they were both twenty eight, Frankie would have beat the shit out of him." Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it's always hard to compare those two, but it's true. Yeah. It's kind of tough to see Frankie still fighting, and I kind of don't want to anymore. Well, that's and, and I don't either. And I'm and I'm yeah. he's my favorite fighter, and he fought in his home not in his hometown. You know, he's a Jersey guy, which is yeah. you know basically New York. They fought at Madison Square Garden. For me, I was like, I want him to get this win by decision, classic Frankie Edgar and, fashion, and put his gloves down, volume wrestling, and then put the gloves on the mat. Yeah, you know what I mean. And for it for it to go out like that after two straight knockouts, it's it's just hard. It's just really give him a it's fight really night tough. headliner that. Could potentially not get knocked out. And yeah, then let him <laughs> fucking give it up. Fucking give it up. I mean, that's <laughs> what we said. Yeah, I know, but Frankie Edgar has been boring me for years. He's just a hater. Get him Anyways. out. Anyways, get him out. Moving Marlon Vera, nice front kick. <laughs> cool. Do <laughs> your fucking chin. Cool. Such a dick. Um. All right. Like I said, the UFC blessed us with some amazing pay-per-view cards. Um. This coming weekend, though, we do have a fantastic UFC fight night headlined by Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez. Obviously, Max Holloway, a fan favorite, podcast fan favorite, former featherweight champion, 
Um, two straight losses to Volkanovski and then coming off a big win against Calvin Cater. Um, I think I know where most of us, probably all of us, are going to go on this fight, but anything break down on this fight, guys? I can't believe Max is on a fight night, first off. He's not there yet in his career. He did that against Cater, though. He headlined it. Yeah, and he broke the record for most punches landed. Yeah, so. it's. I mean, it's true, though. Against uh, Rodriguez, like, this should have been replaced with Billy Q and, and Burgos. No, yeah, I mean. We, and then, then you have a massive, what I will say massive fucking What I'll say on this is, like, this fight, as you guys are saying, like, this could easily be on a pay-per-view. Like, we've got a great yeah. headlining fight, which, well, the, is, which the, is awesome. The winner fights title again. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It's plain and simple. And I think, like, Volkanovski said it best. Like, he respects Max Holloway, and he said, honestly, like, let's be real. The guy went to war with Calvin Cater, won in pretty dominant fashion. He doesn't have to take this fight. He really doesn't. No, he, no. Could, he could get the title fight just sitting if they he can, wanted to. They can run that back ten times. And I think, to Usman Covington, I think... Those two guys are head and shoulders of that division as yeah. well. And I still think Max is the best in that division. I mean, I'll I'll live with that. But to Volkanovski's credit, he beat him twice. And the first yeah. time, he legitimately did beat him. Like I watched he that did. fight. The he first did. fight, he did. Second he did. fight, he did it. No, I'm I'm with you. Um, but anything on this fight? I mean, obviously Max Holloway. You know, you obviously think he's better than Volkanovski, so I'm sure you're thinking yeah, Rodriguez is the guy here. But I'll give. I mean, yeah, you're just gonna give a better fight than. Calvin Cater did. I disagree. I think Max is going to knock out Yair Rodriguez. I think it's going to be closer than you think. No. I mean, let's just look at the line right now. According to ESPN, Max Holloway is a... What, what's your guess? Minus... What's a guess? Minus 350. Okay. Oh, no. It's way more than that. 550? 625. Yeah. It was around five, like, last weekend when I yeah, looked at I it. I thought it was five or six. 625 now. Yair's a plus 450 right now. I mean, Yair has heart. No, Yair's been in some. He's been in some battles. But my thing with Yair is like the inactivity for me. Like I talked about before, like you go down his fight list. He had his last two fights are against Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens isn't even in the top no, fifteen what, what, anymore. Wasn't one Stevens of them? Suck, one right? of them was a draw. Yeah, a draw. One of them was a draw. And Jeremy and then, Stevens. Then before that was like uh, twenty eighteen. Sung like, against uh, the Korean Zombie. Yeah. It was against Korean Zombie in 2018. Knocks him out, though. Knocked I mean, him out. Yeah, I mean, but it was, it was that last-minute uh, elbow. Oh, yeah, yeah, Last-minute yeah. elbow mm -hmm. over the top where Zombie was going to win that fight by decision. But Yair, Hail Mary, with literally a second left in the fight, knocked him out. But, and then before that, he got knocked out by Frankie Edgar. Like... To me, like Yair Rodriguez is ranked like fourth in the division. I, I don't understand I think, him. I think Holloway wants some, some pot money. So, fight night. So what I think and what I like I about I what know. I like about Max Holloway and I, what I think he understands about just fighting in general, he's getting paid regardless. You know what I mean? He's yeah. a name. He's doing a great job. I like Max Holloway. But what I think he's doing is he's saying, you know what? I'm the best in this division. I'm going to prove it in my next fight. But what this fight's going to prove is that I'm just going to beat everyone regardless. Whether it's in the title shot while I'm champion or while I'm not champion, I'm just going to clear out this fucking division and just prove it as, yeah. anyway. Just, I think that's what everyone. this is. Like, he's like, why wait? I'm just going to beat this guy now rather than getting out of my prime and taking care of business later on. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's active too, so it's cool. Yeah, I've got probably Holloway third-round knockout here. You get you think it's the third round, though. Yeah. Are they doing five? 
Yeah, no, it's five. Because because I think Max, he's not like a one-punch knockout guy. He ends up just absolutely I would say blowing your face off with volume. T- t- <laughs> TKO, TKO fourth. Okay. like That's what he does. Like He ends up landing 400 strikes on you, and your face is like so bent in, and you're just like, I can't fight anymore. I can't yeah. see out of my eyes. Calvin Cater just mashed potato face. Land all five rounds. Don't talk shit on Cater. Cater's K- got a great fight with uh, Giga Chikadze soon. I love Cater. Yeah, I know. That's my guy. That's going to be a tough fight, though. They should have called that way earlier, though. Probably. But either way, I mean, anything else? You guys got Max here? You guys didn't even yeah. say, but I'm it's assuming Max. Fight. Yeah. Lay the fucking 625. I said it. Lay the 625? Why not? I would do it by knockout. I don't know what the line is, but even that's probably like minus 200. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> um, that's, that's tight. But anyway, like I said, guys, just stay with us on our bets. Um, Any other fights back on this card? Let me take a look. The the zombie fights someone. I forget. Not on this card. Yeah. No. Korean zombie, you're lying. No, he's not. You have Ben Rothwell in the co-main. The zombie's not fighting? No. I thought he was fighting, dude. No, he's not. Uh, Felicia Spencer's a really good uh, featherweight in the women's division. She's a huge favorite. But uh, a, a very sneaky fight on this one, actually. At one point, you had uh, Kyle Dawkins fighting uh, Kevin Holland. Holland got hurt, so he's not fi- longer, no longer fighting. But it's Kyle Dawkins and Roman Delice. Delice is a plus 180 favorite, and Kyle Dawkins is minus 220. Kyle Dawkins is Chris Dawkins' younger brother, the heavyweight guy that's been sleeping dudes. Um, Kyle Dawkins is really good on the ground. He can definitely grapple and roll with the best of them. But I think Delice is kind of the same guy, so I think that'll be a very interesting fight. Um, I kind of like the dog at 180. I think that's some crazy value there. That's a, that's a good fight. And that is a good fight. Yeah. It's, uh, it's I was a, just looking at it. Yeah. And then probably, you know what? I'm going down the list. There's actually some really good fights. You got Song Yudong and Julio Arce. Song Yudong is a scrapper. Yeah. He fought, uh, he's bantamweight, and he fought, remember Casey Kenny? Yeah, and he fought Phillips, too. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I like okay. Song Yudong in that fight a lot against Arce at minus 135. He's the he's a young He's the guy Chinese that, guy. like, when he punches you or it looks like it on camera, like, every time, feels like a rock. No, or he sounds like a rock. He's a dude. And then... Tiago Moises coming off a loss against Islam Makachev is also on this card, prelim, minus 240. I mean, he was the guy that was right outside, the, or he was ranked, I want to say 15 when he fought Makachev. Yeah. Probably a little outside now, so definitely one to look out for. Cavillo, who just fought uh, Jessica Andrade, fighting Andrea Lee. I like the dog there in Andrea Lee. And then you got Miguel Baeza and Chaos Williams. Chaos Williams, huge knockout artist, knockout power. And then Miguel Baeza undefeated going into that Santiago Ponzinibbio loss. Ponzinibbio, you know, former ranked guy. Baeza is definitely a prospect to watch out in this division. So I like Baeza's volume in that fight. I think he gets that one done too. But I mean, regardless, you know, you've got Chaos Williams with the power at any point to end a fight. So, I mean, at the end of the day, guys, there's still some really good fights to be had. There's always some money to be made. Um, hopefully you stayed with our picks. I had killed it on the prelims. Um, I will tell you what though, see why I can say this. I had over uh, two and a half with uh, Covington and Usman. That second round, I was sweating my dick sweating. off. Sweating. Like, because it was in like every parlay that I had. Oh, I had a seven-teamer UFC. That was huge. Woo. Yeah. yeah, that was a big one. So I had a good week. But um, yeah, stay with it, guys. Um, hope you guys like the UFC content this week. Uh, Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez should be a good one. I'm glad we get so many cards. Usually end of the year, we get, we get these big ones, so... Corey Oliveira coming up. Coming up. So we'll be on it. We'll be have the reviews for you. So go Max. We're out. Let you know your let us know your picks as well. Uh, tune in, follow our picks. Kate Morgan's giving you all the best ones. So 
Uh, TD Podcast, we're out. Thanks for listening in. Listen to